fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switch. I'm the Clydesdale. I'm so honored and privileged to have with me a CrossFit OG who has been to the games, I think, eight times. Yes, yes. Eight times. Being you've competed for longer than that, and you just won the Legends 50 to 54 year old division. I present you, Jen Dieter. <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> Good. Did I get the last name right? Yeah, Dieter. That's perfect. Okay, perfect. So, um, you've been around this space a very, very long time. You've seen, you've been through like all the iterations. Um, you've been to regionals. You've been to the games. What What's the highlight of your career? Oh, <laughs> that's a tough question. Um, you know, I feel like it's hard to say like one specific highlight. You know, the first year I went to the games, it was like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. That was the highlight. And then the second time I made it, it was like, wow, this is so cool. I can't believe I made it back. And then we went to Madison and it was a whole new place, a whole new location. Like that was super cool. Um, I mean, the thing that probably pops out is getting on the podium. So the year I've only been on the podium once, um, but that was certainly like a, you know, finally <laughs> kind of moment uh, at the game. So that was that was pretty great, I would say. But there's just there's been a lot of just really great experiences and great moments. And even when performance or outcome hasn't been amazing, there's always been some kind of positive experience that's that's come out of it, whether it was regionals or the games or legends or, you know, any Wadapalooza, any of the competitions along the way. So um, I guess it's hard to, it's hard to say for sure a highlight, but if I had to pick one, I would say being on the podium would probably be a highlight. That's, pr that's pretty obvious. Uh, but <laughs> looking, looking at your career, I have to ask you about this. You competed at regionals while you were probably technically a master's aged athlete. Well, back in the day, you know, master's didn't happen until 40. So these 35 year olds that think they're masters, you know, we didn't get to, we didn't get to call ourselves masters way back then. <laughs> so that was, it happened. Um, you know, I turned 40 and I was already doing CrossFit. So I didn't even start CrossFit until I was 38 years old. So that's the first time I even ever heard anything about CrossFit. And then yes, I competed at regionals. Um, I qualified for regionals as an individual twice. I believe I was 42 or 43, I think in 16 and 17. So that would have put me 43 and 44, I guess, um, that I qualified as an individual for regionals, but I chose to go team uh, those two years instead. So yeah, I was, I was well into my forties when I made it to regionals. So you were Jen Ryan before Jen Ryan. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> um, that that's pretty awesome. And your team finished seventh the one yes. year. Yes, I think we might have been tied for sixth, but we had a lower placing. You know, it's like whoever has the higher 
finished, gets the the sixth place. So yeah, we, we technically missed um, the games by one spot, tied for sixth, and you know went up with seventh. But yeah, pretty close. So we went we went for it. We went for it big that year. That's why I didn't go individual. Yeah, pretty impressive. Thank you. So Thank you. I, I've read in your bio that you're a mom of three. Correct. Correct. Um, and you're a full time physical therapist. Yes. And do you own your own business? Yes, I do now. Um, I have been a PT for 25 years and I was with a big, you know, corporation physical therapy company for 23 of those years, ran 11 offices, treated patients. I had the, my, my last five years with that company, I was inside a CrossFit gym. So that's where my clinic was. Um, and then I left there about two years ago, started to kind of gradually start up my own thing. And then also worked at a big sports med clinic um, here in Jacksonville, Florida, where I live. And then I just left that to just do full time my own business um, PT in June of this uh, of 2023. Yeah. So it's like six months ago, roughly. So I've been doing that. So I coach some CrossFit and then I see patients at two different locations. Um, and I'm about to open my third. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And, and it looked like on LinkedIn and, and it's hard to tell everything, but, um, that Dieter dynamics, you not only do PT, but you do coaching in the same building. Yes. So I feel like the void that I'm trying to fill in the physical therapy and sports performance world is, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of everything. So a lot of what I do is movement analysis and trying to help people move better, whether you want to call it physical therapy or sports performance or personal training or any of those sort of things. I wind up seeing a lot of clients who have had injuries and maybe are afraid to move or they are CrossFit athletes and you know, they want to be able to get over um, an injury or prevent injury or improve their skill in some way, shape or form. So I'm kind of doing a little bit of everything uh, because I'm I'm passionate about a little a little bit of everything, really, when it comes to um, helping people do whatever it is that they love. So whether it's volleyball or lacrosse or CrossFit or running or, you know, any of those sort of things. So I'll do some, um, you know, performance training, physical therapy, um, all of that wellness, um, you know, all in one. So, but yeah, so I, I do, um, one of the locations is actually my garage gym. Um, so people come to see me in my garage and I have a pretty nice setup there, physical therapy and, uh, you know, a bit of a cross CrossFit gym there. And then I'm in a CrossFit, uh, space called Brazen CrossFit. Um, that's, uh, you know, kind of in a different part of town as well. So, I have some clients there and then I just um, became a business partner with another CrossFit gym in town. We're kind of merging two gyms into one called First Coast CrossFit and I'll be uh, in that space as well. And I'm coaching there some and then also I'll be doing the physical therapy or, you know, performance training there as well. That's really awesome. I, that's how I hurt my back in 2017 and um, the PT I used was out of our gym. Mm. Uh, and it was really awesome to be able to um, be in a comfortable space. And and then she used like all of the equipment from the gym to um, give me homework and to give to actually make me move in the gym itself. Um, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it's really worked out well. And like I said, I was even when I was working for the corporation, I was in a CrossFit gym 
for about five years. I can't, I mean, I probably maybe started that seven or eight years ago, something like that, I guess. So I'm very comfortable, you know, in that space and working, you know, in that field of not doing just traditional physical therapy exercises, but combining it into some of the big functional movement patterns as well. So this is going to veer off CrossFit for just a second. So I used to live in Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. Um, my, my cousin, who is like a brother to me, was stationed in Jacksonville, Florida. Nice. nice. So we used to do the I-10 back yeah. and forth all the time. So I spent a ton of time in Jacksonville um, back in the day. Very cool. Small world. And, yeah. And uh, St. Augustine as well, which is where you got your master's degree. Yes. Yes. Yeah. University of St. Augustine. And now one of my kids goes to college down uh, there. He plays lacrosse at Flagler. Yeah. Very cool. And so one of my highlights from there is, have you ever seen the fireworks on the 4th of July at St. Augustine? I have actually. That is one of the highlights of my life. Pretty incredible. Right over the water there, over the intercoastal. Yeah. That's good stuff. It is yeah. right by the port. So it kind of gives it that yeah. like. The only bad thing is after it's all over and you and a million other people are trying to leave downtown St. Augustine and it's not built for that. Stick around for a long time. If you're going to go watch the fireworks down there. Just chill and relax for a while. That's right. Cause you're not getting, you're not getting out. Um, but yeah, we, um, we used to spend a lot of time there and, uh, man, Jacksonville is a, a hustling, bustling place. Um, that outer belt thing that is crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I don't live there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely growing a lot. I mean, everywhere is, right? People say that. But I mean, I've lived in Jacksonville 25 years now. Yeah, 25 years now. So a long time. I've certainly seen th some things change uh, over the years. But uh, well, it's been it's been 24 years since I've been there. Okay. Okay. Well, so we overlapped yeah. one year. <laughs> yeah. The crazy thing for me is that in when I was in Tallahassee in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, Sean Woodland was doing local sports in Tallahassee at the exact same time. Right. Right. He was in Jacksonville for a while, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I got to know him as a sports anchor before I ever knew him as a CrossFit Games announcer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's, he's uh, talk about OG, right? Yeah. That's awesome. So now let's get back to you. Um, <laughs> you have been so successful in the sport. What is your athletic background? Uh, I started off as a gymnast when I was younger. Um, and I, well, I was like 11. So I started relatively late for a gymnast. You know, usually they start when they're like three. <laughs> but um, so I did that until I was, I competed in it until I was in 10th grade and I had a pretty hardcore um, coach. I actually just reconnected with her. She's 85 and she was in the Olympics four times. She's from Germany, like just hardcore. And we weren't, we weren't known as being the most refined gymnastics um, club, but we were kind of powerhouses. So I think that developed a lot of strength and power for me early on. And then I competed through 10th grade uh, in ninth grade. I also started springboard diving. So uh, my high school didn't have gymnastics or anything like that. So I started doing um, diving. And so 
so I did that uh, all through my four years of high school. I picked up softball my sophomore year and did that for three years of high school. And then I stopped doing gymnastics completely by my senior year. So that left me an extra second of time. So I picked up cross country. And for those, of no, for those people who know me well, I'm a terrible runner. So it's hard to believe that I actually ran cross country for a year, but I did. Um, and then I went on and I was a diver in college at University of Virginia. I dove all four years there. So that's my kind of history. It's always been a lot of body control, movement, flexibility, all that kind of stuff between gymnastics and diving being my two big sports. Yeah, I, uh, I was a swimmer growing up. Oh, nice. And, um, my senior year, our coach let us, there was a meet and she said, you can do whatever you want for this meet. And I said, I want to dive. She's like, you're joking. And I'm like, no, I want to dive. And uh, so I dove in the meet, uh, got disqualified, never got to finish. But <laughs> I think the judges thought I was making a mockery of it, but I really wanted to do it. So well, it's good that you got a chance to. It's, it was always fun to see swimmers come and try to dive. I mean, it's a little bit different, right, um, compared to the divers that go try to do a little bit of swimming. So um, good for you. Usually people are too scared to get up on a board and do anything. So good for you. Do you know what a crow hop is? Uh, yes, I do, actually. That's what I got disqualified for. <laughs> okay. I, well, I could of all the things, the dives. that's not that big of a deal. Right. I know. I could do the dives. I just didn't know how to bounce on the board. Yeah. Correctly. Yeah. They were yeah. being picky. They were being picky if they disqualified yeah. you for that. Yeah. I, I think it was, they thought I was making fun of the sport, mm -hmm. but, but I could do the dives. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, um, that's really cool. Cause you went, that's division one. Yeah. Yeah. Division one. Yeah. So, you know, you I did all four years in college. All four years. Yep. Sure did. So I, it was, um, I mean, I think being a, a athlete in college is, it certainly taught me a lot about discipline. We had 6 a.m. practices. I mean, I'm an early morning um, CrossFit person now, and I think it's probably because I did a lot of that, you know, for four years of college, getting up and having 6 a.m. practices is just sort of um, to feel good for me. You know, I mean, it doesn't feel good to wake up that early, but being done that early feels really good. Um, so I think it taught me a lot about that. And then diving specifically, um, taught me a lot about, um, like the physical aspect, body control and all that, but certainly some visual imagery and, um, really kind of, it's such an individual sport kind of practicing within. So when I got into weightlifting a few years back, like specifically competing in Olympic lifting, I felt myself like going back to all of these diving techniques, like mental, mental game kind of stuff, diving techniques it was like, wow, to really be like that focus on what your body is doing. And you get, you know, you're up on the stage at a weightlifting meet and you get like one chance. I mean, three altogether, but like, you know, you have a minute and then you got to go do what you're going to do. And so there's certainly a lot of like seeing the lift in my head and practicing it over and over. And I think that, you know, I'm a huge visual learner. And I like to try to employ that on athletes or patients that I'm working with because I, you know, not everybody's like that, but the people that are really grab grasp that, um, you know, and it's, I think it's a powerful tool to have. So um, it's been fun in the CrossFit and weightlifting world to kind of come back into some of that, you know, centering, like really being in tune with what your body's doing. 
Because sometimes CrossFit is just like, bah, go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so this, this is a weird question. Just kind of popped into my head when I was swimming and and the divers. We were we all hung out together, right? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of video review, even back as old as I am, mm-hmm. um, and I'm older than you. Okay. So um, there was video review, which made it natural when I, when I got to a point in CrossFit where I could compete, like that became a natural thing for me to do. Is that something you do to this day or did you do that back then? Uh, we did back then. I mean, I remember my dad having the, you know, video camera that was up on his shoulder, you know, that sort of thing. And then my coach and I would review my dive and we would take a look at the angles and how to fix this, that, and the other thing, you know. Um, and then certainly now, I mean, on on a phone, I, I watch my own lifts all the time. I send my lifts um, or, you know, my whatever it is that I'm doing or working on in CrossFit to my coach. He reviews them that way. I work with my patients, whether it's I mean, even just like physical therapy exercises or like complicated movements like the snatch, I'll certainly, you know, I always ask permission before I start just videoing someone, but, <laughs> but, you know, I'll video someone and then have them watch it back and say, do you see what I'm talking about here? Did you feel that with your body? Can you see that in your head? You know, and then that kind of ties into that whole visual um, imagery or visualization, I should say. So yes, for sure. All the time. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but the PT I went to would video me doing the exercise she wanted me to do so I could see it and remember it when I got home. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, it was just because where I swam, I, so I had private lessons for a while and they had an underwater window where they could video like your stroke from underneath. Mm -hmm. And that's where we do a lot of video review and stuff like that. Yeah. And I it just became natural and CrossFit for me. Yeah. No, I haven't thought about that underwater window in a long time, but we had that in my high school pool. Um, and then, you know, of course, in bigger facilities that I trained in and whatnot while I was in college. But we'd watch a lot of that of, you know, how someone was going into the water and what their hands and feet and all that kind of stuff were doing, too. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was such a, yeah, it was just a crazy time Take in life. Taking me back. <laughs> but like when you, when you were doing that, you said it taught you a lot. You have three kids, a full-time job, a business you're running, and you're a CrossFit Games athlete. Balance. You had to balance. As a college athlete, yeah. as a college athlete, you have to balance everything. Yeah. Now, yeah. probably not that this much. Now you're at the master class of that. Right. <laughs> But how, did it teach you enough balance that when you got there, you were, when you got to this point in life, you were more prepared? Yeah, I think so. I've always had a tendency to take on a lot, put a lot on my plate. Um, you know, maybe as a weakness, I spread myself too thin. As a strength, I juggle a lot. Depends on how you want to spin it, right? Um, but so certainly, I think that that ability to, you know, handle the responsibilities and the time management in college certainly helped me with taking on other endeavors in life. You know, even between the time that I graduated from college and when I started CrossFit, that was like 16 years or something like that. Right. So I still stayed super busy. A lot of it was raising kids and having babies. And I mean, gosh, I 
taught childbirth classes for years back in the day when I was super in, you know, when I was in that phase of life myself. I was actually a cheerleader for the Jaguars for a year, way back in the day. <laughs> wow. um, so I've always kind of grasped onto some different things over the course of my life um, and have stayed very busy. So I think that maybe, uh, you know, that's helped to get me to what you call the masterclass now where I'm, you know, juggling. One of my friends called me a time bender recently, <laughs> you know, trying to always get that extra couple seconds out of every minute. So it's pretty uh, good. Corey Leonard says you are a professional juggler. Yeah. Juggling from all those things you mentioned. She's she's got it going on. I'm trying. That's right. <laughs> Thanks. So I have to say, like, I take pride in my research. I try to research everybody before I interview them. And my job, day job, is actually used to be doing a ton of research. So I pride myself. I did not find Jacksonville Jaguar cheerleader. That was before digital pictures were a thing. So there's not a lot out there about that. And I don't usually lead with it. I'm not actually sure why I mentioned it right now, but I did. So there you go. But um, I think it did help me manage time because we had practice every night or not every night. We had practices a lot. And it was, I think, like not 9 to 11 at night or I don't know, something ridiculous like that. Um, but it was just kind of one more thing that I decided to take on, even though I was working full time. I was married, but I didn't have kids yet. Um, so, and it was, I was already the physical therapist for the girls. It's kind of how I got involved with the team, the company that I worked for. We had the contract with the Jags. And so I was the PT for the cheerleaders for about a year, a year and a half. And then the coach um, and I had gotten to know each other and she was like, hey, can you still tumble? And this is back, so this was in 2000. This was back when uh, the cheerleaders still used to tumble in the end zone. And I was like, yeah, I can still tumble. She's like, have you thought about trying out? I was like, nope, sure haven't. And um, she's like, you should try out. And I never had done any cheerleading of any kind in my entire life. Um, my high school didn't even have a football team. I grew up in like rural Connecticut, so no football team even. So, I mean, I knew what the sport was from college, but didn't have a lot of experience and had never done any cheerleading. So I, I sucked when I started. Like I didn't know how to do, you know, five, six, seven, eight. I didn't know anything about dancing. So I had to uh, do some pretty good practicing, but I did it for a year. And then um, at the end of the year, that was, that was a good experience. You know, check the boxes, got to go to, uh, Kuwait and Bahrain on a little USO tour for the troops, which was a really cool experience. And then, uh, you know, went on to other things. That that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Corey says, uh, first time trying out as a professional cheerleader makes the team. She basically human, superhuman. <laughs> well, thanks. It was, I think they were all surprised cause I was like their trainer, you know? And I went out there and did some back handsprings and side aerials, and they were all like, "Wait, what?" So um, I had to wow. I had to surprise them a little bit. So maybe it was the wow factor. But <laughs> so, like, did the, all that early gymnastics just stick with you, or did you still do stuff like that, just messing around? I think it stuck with me. I have two younger sisters, and I mean, they live in Oregon. I live in Florida. We live far away now, and we have for twenty some years. But we were always doing gymnastics of sorts of things, you know? And then even when I was in grad school for physical therapy, I picked up a little part-time job teaching gymnastics on the side. Um, I coached diving 
you know, in the summers around college. So I just, it was part of my life to sort of always do those sorts of things. And, um, you know, part of my, it, even when I was having, you know, my kids were little and all that, I go to the gym and just do kind of normal, quick little workout sort of things. And, but I always started every workout with 10 pull-ups, you know, I just always stayed kind of aware of body movement and I could still do a lot of stuff with my own body weight. I just hadn't done a lot of lifting since college, you know, so that was, that was certainly new for CrossFit. But, um, I mean, I remember the first time I had to do a pistol and a workout, I was at the CrossFit gym, you know, and just, they were talking about pistols and I was just in the middle of the gym and I just went ahead and did some pistols and people were like, wait a second, you can just like drop and do a pistol instead of holding on to something. And, you know, again, I've just had, I've been fortunate in that I have some pretty good gymnastic skills. I mean, when you have been practicing going upside down and walking on your hands and doing back handsprings and all that for 30 years, it kind of sticks with you. So close to it. So, so you have a very big gap between college and when you first started CrossFit. Yes. Were you doing other types of fitness in that time? Because it didn't take you long from the time you started CrossFit till you were regionals games quality. Yes. Um, so I would say I dabbled. Um, I never really found anything that stuck or that I loved until I found CrossFit. So I think I ran one 5K in all of those years. I tried P90X, if you remember that back in the day. I think you're supposed to do, you know, 90 days. It probably took me 300 days to get through all of them. I, I never got through all of them, actually. But um, <laughs> so I did a little bit of that. One of my neighbors I'm still really good friends with, she and I would go for a jog at, you know, five something in the morning because we both had to wake up early and we both would just be praying that the other person would cancel, um, <laughs> you know, because I didn't really love it. And then with my patients in the PT clinic, I would try to sort of demonstrate at least a couple reps of every exercise throughout the day to just sort of stay somewhat active. So I ran some, I, you know, did a little bit around the house, like working out kind of stuff, um, but nothing, nothing really extreme. And then I, I can actually remember at one point, I think it was after my third child was born, he was little. Um, I think he was five when I started CrossFit. So it was somewhere before that. And I remember looking in the mirror and being like, I don't think I've intentionally sweat in like two years. Like there was definitely a period where I just didn't really do anything other than life. You know, wake up, kids, work, come home, kids, da, 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 da. Um, and then my sister, who, like I said, lives in Oregon, um, she was like, you need to cr try CrossFit. And I was like, I'm not going to pay someone to tell me what to do for exercise. I tell people what to do all day long as a PT. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I know what to do. I'm just not doing it. That was my like excuse. And then she found a gym that was two miles from my house, uh, remote, you know, remotely as she's on the other side of the country. She's like, just go try it. There was like a um, Groupon or something like that to start. She's like, come on, just go try it. And I was like, fine, I'll do it for one month, but I'm just going to write down the workouts. And then I'm just going to do them on my own after that. I'm not going to like go to a place that would be silly. Why would I ever do that? And so I remember my third workout vaguely. And I remember I was doing burpees and box jumps. And I think I was probably 
bleeding, crying, snotting, everything you could possibly imagine and thinking, oh, I, I'm never going to stop doing this. I'll keep doing this forever. And that was 12 years ago. So. So awesome. It's, it's funny because when I started CrossFit, the same thing, like, and I started at 500 pounds. Oh so man. Like, like when I, when I started, it was, it was a rough first couple of days. And I thought the same thing. I was going to the Y and I was, and I dabbled in CrossFit and I was like, I'll just write down some of these workouts and I'll just do them again at the Y. Then I went from like two days a week to three days a week to four days a week to unlimited to all the extra stuff. Um, and just got the, uh, and just got the bug to like everybody else. Yep. So pretty amazing. Um, so you find all this stuff. When did you realize, like, I'm pretty good? Um, <laughs> or was it like cheerleading? When and you I was just at played? Legends a couple of weeks ago. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you so, were at Legends. Great. <laughs> um, so the, I joined the CrossFit gym right around Christmas. And so then the open started like in that February, you know, right afterwards. So I was two months in and that year I didn't even, I was out of town for one of the weeks, the open. So I didn't even complete the open. I really didn't get it. You know, it was like, Oh, I'll, I'll do the workouts, whatever. And so then the next year I'd been in CrossFit for about a year. And I think we were midway through the open. It was five weeks then. And, um, someone from my gym came up to me and was like, Hey, would you consider going to West Palm beach? Um, for a CrossFit competition. I was like, there's competitions? What are you talking about? Um, and they were like, I think we might've qualified a team for regionals. I was like, um, I mean, I guess, I don't know. And I sort of, you know, nodded and went along and then we made a team to regionals. So it's back when it was three girls and three guys and the three, the two girls that were, um, you know, with me, they were 12 to 15 years younger than me or something like that. And we all had to have matching outfits. So they were like, go to Lululemon and go get these hot pink booty shorts. And I was like, what? So I go into the store and I try on these hot pink booty shorts. And I'm like, no, I'm a mom. I can't wear that. There's just no way. And so I left and I didn't buy them. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, I can't, you guys, I can't do it. And then they like walked me back to the store and we went in and now, you know, the hot pink booty shorts live on. And now I don't want to work out in anything, but, uh, you know, booty shorts, I guess. So, um, <laughs> but so, yeah, so, and we're, so we're going into, uh, <clears throat> West Palm. My first year regionals must've been, uh, 2013 and we're walking in there and I'm thinking to myself, okay, when's the last time I felt this kind of like nervous butterfly and I counted it back and I was like, Hey guys, the last time I competed in anything, was 19 years ago. How about that? So it had been 19 years between any kind of like event that I had entered into other than I did one corporate 5k um, in that space between then. So yeah, it was a pretty long time uh, with not doing a whole heck of a lot. So it was pretty exciting. And I think, you know, as far as like, when did I realize I was good? I at that point, I still was sort of like, okay, I'm just along for the ride, whatever. And then I realized that I could do a little more and get a little better and that there was this thing called the CrossFit games and that they take masters athletes. And I was 
turning 40. And so I decided like, oh, this would be kind of cool. And then when I turned 40 that year, I finished 20 something. I didn't make it. They took 20 that year. And I, I don't remember 23rd, 24th, somewhere in that um, neighborhood. I don't remember. And then that kind of lit a little bit of a fire. I remember it's my son's birthday actually. And I'm like under the table, we're out to dinner and I'm under the table, like looking at my phone and I say I'm in 19th place. Then I saw I was in 20th place and then 21st place. And you know, it was like, oh, I didn't realize how much I wanted it. And we're singing happy birthday and I'm all sad. And you know, so, and then I was like, okay, it's time for me to put in a little bit more work. And then I was able to make it the next year. So. And that was 2015. Yes. And then you went on what I would call a Scott Pancheck run. <laughs> like six oh. years, six years of just, just outside the podium. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. And then in that seventh year, you finally land on the podium. Yes. And you, you said at the top of the show, that was a highlight of your career. Did it, did it mean more because it took the seven years to get there? I think so. I mean, one year when it was a four-day games event, because um, some years it was three days, some years it was four, but one day when it was a four-day a four event, I was in first place for two days. And I don't remember the event that dropped me. This was probably 2018 or 19. Um, and then... I got to the last event and it was like a double scored thing. We did Diane and then we had to, um, that was a scored event. Um, no, was it Diane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Diane. Um, and then we had a one minute rest after we finished it. And then we had to do four rope climbs and then 30 thrusters at 80 pounds. So it was like, okay, I had just dropped out of, the podium, let's say I was in like fourth or something. And it was like, there's a really good chance I could get back on the podium. And I went all out. I was actually just talking with like Pamela Gagnon and Ida Keplinger about this over the summer, because it was like the two of them were in it. I was in it. Um, there was we, several of us, we all were pretty like high gymnast kind of people. So we we're flying through these handstand pushups um, and the deadlifts, we were just moving the bar fast. So we all basically PR'd our Diane, you know, we're going crazy through this thing. I'm dead. And then I just bonked. I, on the fourth rope climb, I'm just holding on for dear life, looking at the rope, like I'm going to fall, I'm going to die, you know, kind of thing. And then I got to the thrusters and no joke, failed 80 pound thrusters. Like my max thrusters, 170, 171, and I'm failing 80 pound thrusters out there. I just, it was, it was just done. I think I got last place. So that year was like my closest to the podium, but I felt that like that taste of being up there and then that significant drop. And I don't know if I finished fifth or sixth that year. I had a bunch of fifth and sixth finishes in there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think for sure it was just, you know, it took me long enough to get on the podium. So um, it felt a little bit better once I got there perhaps. And even that year that I got on the podium, it was such a tight race. I was five pounds, five pounds, five points out of uh, second and 10 points out of first, if I remember correctly. So it was, it was a heck of a year. So in 2020, would you have made it to the games 
Yes. yes. And then I they think canceled. Qualified it. second that year. Okay. And then 2023 is the only year, like from 2015 to 2022, every year. Last yes. year yes. would have been your last year in 45 to 49. Correct. Correct. And you finished just outside the top 20. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a strong year for me. I, I debated, you know, I've been doing this a long time. So I kind of debated taking a year off and, you know, several people I talked to my sister again, she's like my biggest CrossFit, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but so she was like, you know, a lot of people take off that end of the age group and then they start back up when they age up. I was like, I don't know. I feel like if I stop, maybe I'll never start back up again. I don't want to just like not. And then I tore my hamstring in the open um, during the handstand push-ups of all things coming off the wall. My leg went, you know, I had one leg up, one leg down and felt a zipper kind of go right down my butt and my hammy. Um, that was the heavy snatch workout, like the snatches went up. And so then I got to the final bar and just barely lift the bar off the ground and was like, Oh no, 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 that's not happening. Um, and so then I had four weeks to recover before quarters and it, it just, it wasn't there. And then I really didn't think I was going to even be able to do anything well in quarterfinals. Um, but the first, I was in first place after the first two days, because again, the, the workouts were very well suited for me, like pretty heavy gymnastics kind of stuff. Um, and then I think the last workout was rowing and thrusters. And so I hadn't been on a rower since I'd hurt my hamstring. So then I tanked on that. And then semifinals, forget it. I just, you know, I couldn't get back um, in shape enough with my hammy um, before that came along. So I still gave it my best effort, but it just, you know, it wasn't there. So I'm using the hamstring as an excuse. How about that? <laughs> so that brings up an interesting point. You're a physical therapist. If anyone should know their body, it would be a physical therapist. You tear your hamstring. You have your physical therapist on one shoulder, your athlete on the other shoulder. Who wins the battle? That's a really tough question. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've done some stupid things with my stupid athlete hat on, right? And I've probably been too conservative with my physical therapist hat on too. So I would say it's a, it's a balance. Um, I mean, I have had some injuries, especially in the last year. So I tore that hamstring, um, in, uh, February, March, no, probably March was the open. Right. And then I tore my other hamstring in June. So when I didn't make it to the CrossFit games, I was, uh, privileged to be invited by CrossFit to go be the uh, guinea pig to test the workouts. So I went and tested the CrossFit workouts at the end of June, or the games workouts at the end of June this past summer. And on one of the events, I tore a ligament in my shoulder and tore my other hamstring. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't stay super fit, right? I was kind of like, eh, I'm 49. I'm not going to work that hard. I'm not going to put CrossFit as a priority. Bang, tear my first hamstring. Ah, I didn't make it to the games. What's the big deal? Who cares? Hey, Jen, can you come test all the workouts for CrossFit? Uh, yeah, of course. I'll be games ready. No problem, you know? And it was a great experience. I don't hold anything against. I mean, injuries happen, like no big deal. But I, in that situation, pushed 
harder than I had in several months, probably. And, um, you know, my body went, yeah, no, this is not something that you can do right now. So I've been coming back from that for the last six months. Um, so, so I've interviewed a few PTs, uh, Amanda Barnhart, um, Mathilde Garness, uh, Elisa Fuliano. I've asked them all that same question. They all say they don't trust their PTs on shoulder because the athlete always wants to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say there's, we do this sport <laughs> and compete for a reason. We all have whatever screw is loose that makes us push that hard. Right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that there's certainly that time. I mean, I, I try to be as smart as I can. Don't get me wrong. Like I try to not put myself into situations and I feel like that has helped me with longevity in the sport is that I kind of sometimes know when to back off, um, the little warning signs. And then for the most part, know how to try to, you know, help my body heal and, I just met with a good friend of mine who's a PT and a CrossFitter. And we did a nice little trade to work on each other for the things that we need, you know, fixing on our own bodies, essentially, and vowed to one another that we're going to do it more regularly. So I try, but I still, I still have my stupid athlete um, hat on a lot. Yeah. Amanda told me she actually hired a PT because she couldn't trust herself. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it certainly helps. The same reason I have a coach. Right. I don't want to I, I don't want to decide what's best for me because I hate cardio. Right. I hate monostructural stuff. So would I make myself do it? Maybe. Yes. But it's all it's a lot better to, you know, have that accountability, whether it's PT or coaching or any of that kind of thing. So there's a couple comments here. Um, Jeffrey Birchfield said, doctor, heal thyself. <laughs> and then um, Corey Leonard said, torn hamstring only hurts when you're awake. <laughs> exactly. He also adds typical athlete response only hurts when I use it. Right. Yeah. When I'm not using it, it's fine. What's the big deal? Yeah. No biggie. <laughs> right. So, so let's dive into, um, legends a little bit. How excited were you to see, um, a swim event to start off the event in such a cool pool? Yeah, that was awesome. I was very excited. I mean, I, you know, my background's diving, but I also swam in high school. And then every once in a while, they take us divers in college and throw me on a relay. Like I had a decent freestyle. I, I, I you know, I was okay. So um, I don't train swimming much because of all the monostructural cardio that I was just saying that I don't like. Swimming is my best one. So I, you know, I, I do okay when any kind of swimming event um, comes up. So I was happy about that. Uh, because of my shoulder, I didn't really know what I would be able to do. I got in the pool the Sunday before Legends and tested it out. It hurt a little bit, but I was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll go for it. It should be fine. I didn't think it was going to like hurt anything per se. Um, so I was thrilled to be able to do a swimming event for the cardio as opposed to running, rowing, biking, or skiing. Did you catch any of the other dives or entries into the pool? <laughs> a few. <laughs> I would say many of those athletes need some diving help. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had one uh, kind of ugly one myself at the very end when I was tired. So I shouldn't talk too much. I don't think all mine were beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, being from a swimming background, I'm out there like 
it's really hard for me to watch sometimes. You, and, and when you're a good swimmer, it is so apparent in CrossFit. Right. So you start off the week with, weekend with a second place. You go into the lift. I'm sure your shoulder was a big fear going into that. Yeah. So, I mean, lifting is um, something that I really love to do. I mentioned the Olympic lifting um, earlier, but in the previous, so twice that I've been to the games, we've had a one rep max snatch and I've won both times. Um, so it's something that I really love to do. I compete in Olympic lifting. I've got a couple world records in my age group. So I know I can hold my own with all these ladies. And, um, but I had only snatched up to about 115 pounds the week before legends, just because of my shoulder. It just like the 10 days before legends was time for me to start testing things. So I was just, just kind of testing things going into it. Um, and I think I had jerked maybe 125 or 135 or something like that. And, um, I was warming up and my coach had me hit, I think maybe I had 125 in the warm up, and then, uh, went out there, opened with 125, missed it behind me. And I was like, ah, missed it behind me. Sounds like a make. So I went up to 145 and, um, and then hit that. And then we jumped up again. Like I jumped to 160 after that, um, which, you know, at that point, I mean, my whole thing at Legends this year was like, I don't, my shoulder's probably like 75%. I have a new coach. We're, we're like working together in an event for the first time. I don't know, you know, how good I am. My training's been a little bit different. So it was sort of just testing it out. And so then I, you know, jumped to 160 and it was sort of one of those, like, let's just see what heavyweight feels like. I've got adrenaline, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, my coach and I talked about it afterwards, um, Todd Wise, and he was like, I just wanted you to feel heavy weight with adrenaline and like, just be out there and, and have some confidence in your shoulder. It's not like we're trying to win. <laughs> so I was just there for the experience, you know? Um, so, but it worked out. Okay. Um, Corey Leonard says, Oh, I'm using that from now on. Missed it behind me. That's a make I'm going up. Oh, hundred percent. Corey. I can't tell you how many times I've used, I've used that, uh, for real. Yeah. If I miss it behind me, that's a make in my head for sure. So what I want to talk about is how you breezed over the fact that you hold world records in Olympic lifting in your age group. Yes. That was yes. just a right by that. We kept moving. I want to stop. So I know there was a point in your career you, you decided, Hey, I want to try this. And you, I think you went overseas, right? To compete. Yeah, I did. I went to Barcelona in 2018 uh, that's where the world championships were that year. So I have a good friend, uh, Mike Romero, and he was like, hey, did you know you could set some world records in lifting? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? And he was like, yeah, like your snatch, your clean and jerks, like you're, you're, you, you're right there. I was like, okay, well, what do I need to do for that? So I went into a little local meet and then that qualified me for a bigger meet. And then, um, I qualified for the world championships, went over to Barcelona and, uh, I mean, it was a fantastic experience and my numbers were really good. So I, I think I opened as the last person and I followed myself for all three lifts for the snatch for sure. And um, I don't remember the clean and jerk exactly, but I was able to get, um, yeah, world records for snatch, clean and jerk and total. And I still have the world record for the snatch in 45 to 49. Somebody beat my um, 
clean and jerk and total. So my last year in 49, um, the world championships was in Orlando in December, 2022. And, um, I, hurt my hamstring. I, I tore my other hamstring. I forgot about that <laughs> in the games in 2022 on day two, I was sprinting. We had the event where we had to sprint and jump over the log and do a bunch of other stuff. And I popped my hamstring in that. So anyway, that whole fall wasn't like a great training fall for me. And the world champs was in December. I was like, well, let me just go for it and see if I can take a win and if I can, you know, reset the world record, great, but I tied it. So technically I didn't re re get the world record on that one. Um, but I still have the snatch. And then this year I didn't make it to the games and I had signed myself up for world championships for 2023 because it was my first year as a 50 year old because uh, USAW says whatever age you're turning that year, that's your age. So I was already 50 in their eyes. Um, so I was like, well, if I don't make it to the games, you know, I got to feed my ego a little bit. So I'll go to world championships and see if I can set some new world records as a 50 year old. So I didn't make it um, to the games. And then I think three weeks later, I had this world championship event. So I started training for that. That's when I started working with Todd and um, we just like hit it hard with some Olympic lifting for two and a half weeks, I think I had or something like that and then was able to go set the records and win the world championship. Um, no, 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 it wasn't the world's, it was Pan Am's, it was the Pan American Games. <clears throat> so set the world records there though. And then right before I left for that is when I got the call from CrossFit HQ, like, hey, you wanna come test all the workouts? So then I turned to my coach and I was like, so you know how I haven't done any CrossFit in three weeks? You think you can get me CrossFit Games ready in another three weeks? So, you know, we've, we've uh, we kind of started off in a very funny situation there, but it's been good. Well, that's awesome. Uh, and so you love, but you love being able to do both. I do. I do. And like I said, the, the Olympic lifting, it's like so centered. It's so different from CrossFit. Um, and there's something, and I don't know if it's because of my experience with, you know, individual sports like diving or what, but it, it it feeds me somehow. I really enjoy that, that, that stress or that sense of butterflies, um, more than I expected to. I mean, yeah, I, I do love it. Uh, but I don't think I would want to do just Olympic lifting. I, I love CrossFit more if I had to pick one, but I, I love being able to do both. Yeah. I, um, there's a lot in an individual sport. There's a lot into the mindset of everything. And, um, and some in my swimming career, some days I had it and some days I didn't like, and it was a struggle on the days you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. You know, one of the things that I, I still use, um, when I was in diving, we met with a guy named Bob Rotella he's a big sports side guy in the golf world is kind of where he's excelled. And he met with, I don't remember what the connection was, but he knew somebody at UVA. And so he met with the diving team and he gave us some strategies that I still use. And one of them is, you know, closing your eyes or going to a place, you know, whatever, and seeing the dive in your head and seeing it perfectly before you make your approach down the board. Um, and it sounds simple enough. Oh, I'm going to watch it in my head, see it perfectly, and then go do it. Well, half the time 
I watch myself do it wrong in my head. Like what's, what's up with that? Why would I do that to myself? And it's the same thing with snatching and clean and jerking, you know, like I'll try to, okay, I'm going to see it perfectly, but I'll still like, sometimes I'll see my hips rise too much. Sometimes I'll see my arms not, you know, my elbows not come through enough or my arms not punch out enough or whatever it is. Like our brain tricks us into seeing these little faults sometimes. And I think that there's something about like that mental, uh, you know, acuity or that, that um, amount of focus that it takes in order to be able to achieve that. And when I'm in an Olympic lifting meet, I often lose that focus a little bit during the clean and jerk because I'm so focused during the snatch. It's just fatiguing, right? Like to be that focused and then you get to the clean and jerk and the change. So sometimes I lose it a little bit um, by the end of the, the meet, to be honest. That's one thing, that's one area that I could improve upon. So, yeah. So we're coming up on the hour. So I'm gonna speed through some stuff. Um, <laughs> You start off with a second, fourth, third, and then you go on a run of first, second, second, first, first. Yeah. What kind of, and then you win by 69 points at the end of Legends. Legends is a, is a premier master's competition in the off season. What kind of confidence does that give you going into game season? in your first year in the 50 to 54? Uh, pretty good, I would say. I mean, I think, you know, I have struggled a little bit in the last couple of years uh, between injuries and whatnot. So going into the event, there was part of me, I think I, I gained momentum and confidence as I went on. Um, my training, you know, because of the shoulder, I've been doing a lot of like bodybuilding, strength training and cardio work, but not a lot of real CrossFit. So I went in going like, I don't know if I really remember how to go that hard in the paint, you know, like I don't, I haven't done like that kind of intensity in a long time. And then I did it a couple times. And then I think, you know, that just sort of lit the fire and gave me more confidence. And, and the workouts were very well suited for me. Like I'm not naive to the fact that if it had been different workouts that, you know, maybe it wouldn't have been my day or, you know, my four days or, or whatever. So I think that, you know, on any given day, it could have been a little bit different, but this certainly did help um, moving forward. I'm like, okay, I, I'm not as far off base as I, I really didn't, I didn't think that, um, you know, I, I had it in me, I guess that sounds funny, but I'm, I feel really good about how I performed and how I kind of like remembered how to go hard and, um, yeah, it's just great. It was, it was a really good experience for me in all ways, shapes and form. Well, coming off the injuries to say that the week before you were testing and then to win, I mean, that's a, that's a huge leap from like just seeing where my, where I'm at to yeah. winning the whole damn competition. <laughs> like, yeah. wow. Yeah. I was shocked. And my shoulder didn't hurt at all. My hamstring didn't hurt. Like I don't, I can't even explain it. Like just everything worked great. And, you know, thankfully I did the rehab and I, you know, followed my coach's advice and, um, you know, did the, the right kind of training for the six months through and it really worked out. Uh, gosh, I mean, yeah, it worked out great, huh? <laughs> it really did. I'm, I'm going to skip completely over your rock tape time. I okay. used to be a rock tape addict. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I was competing, 
Um, but you said something in one of your bios um, where you said, I hope to continue in the sport indefinitely. Yes. And so I, your vision is all the way to 65 plus and beyond. Yeah. You know, I was talking to, uh, so I'm part of the master shatter podcast. So I was talking one year we were at the games, Justin Stahl and Mike Kern and I think Clint Paddock. I think the three of us were sitting there talking and we were watching the 65 year olds. And I was like, guys, that's like 20 years from now. It's probably more like 18 years for me. But um, I was like, that's like 20 years from now. Are we going to be doing this? Like, what do you think? And we were all like, yeah, I sure do hope so. You know, but I mean, I, I think longevity is one of the things that I'm passionate about. And I want my body to be able to continue to do CrossFit, whatever CrossFit's going to look like for me when I'm 65. I mean, I hope I can still do muscle ups and I hope I can still snatch and all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't feel like it's a season for me. I feel like it's a lifestyle, you know, whether it's CrossFit specifically or, or moving, right. Just like that's part of who I am as a PT too, is getting people back to whatever it is that they love doing. Um, but being able to move better. So that's, that's how I do it is through CrossFit. Uh, the winner of the ladies 90 to 95 division of the CrossFit games is Jen. <laughs> hey, <laughs> just keep pushing that envelope. <laughs> um, we, ha I had Tony Tursky on and he was talking about how in the, they, they went from bar muscle ups to, to <laughs> chest to bar pull ups in their division. And the, and they all kind of band together and said, let us, let us do bar muscle ups. Let us show what we can do. Yeah. And that's such an inspiration as we age up that, and I think like 16 of the men were able to do bar muscle ups in the 60 to 65 year old division. Yeah. I watched that event. That was really cool. And so like, I love that it's still a challenge and I love that we still get to show it off. And I love that, um, that you all can be inspirations to the world of what health and fitness can look like, um, as we age up, um, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Um, no, I mean, really that's the, I think finishing with that whole idea of, you know, longevity outliving what you, thought you could and, um, you know, maintaining that kind of lifestyle. That's what it's all about. People are all motivated this time of year in January. It's just making it a lifestyle, right? Sticking with it. Yeah. Well, this has been a blast. Absolutely. Um, I have so much more in my notes to get to, but you were such an interesting person. We got to veer off in all kinds of directions. Um, I would love to have you back on again as we get through the season, uh, see where you're at and uh, see how healthy you are this year. Yes, I hope very healthy. Thank you. <laughs> With that, to everybody in the chat, thank you for making this a fun podcast. We love you all. And we'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Bye, guys. Thank you. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. 
And now back to the interview. 